When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hilford, joined by Rich Hudson. Honk. And Ewan Patterson. Honk. Now, there's all sorts of Goosey-based things happening today, and we'll get to Untitled Goose Game, because it might be the best thing we've done in quite a while. We've had a lot of fun this Game of the decade. Honking at each other, but there's plenty of <laughs> other news things to get through as well. So this is just, Friday's going to kind of be our news day, unless there's other more pressing things to dissect uh, individually. Um, but lots of stuff happened this week. So I'm going to open with Death Stranding, because I finally got a big old 50-minute gameplay demo uh, with Kojima narrating various things. And it's just a bit crazy. So before I talk about how much I love it, where are you guys on Death Stranding? How much of it was piss? Uh, well, you can make piss grenades. Is that what you meant? <laughs> because he John, John bodily fl- You can go literally, Kojima was like, let's go make, literally, he's like, let's go make a number two, and then it cuts to like a little file filling up, and then you get little like poop grenades. John, you get blood grenades as well, John bodily fluids? Honk. Grenades? Oh, just, oh, just a sad honk from this wanna, so far. John- Scott, I'm kind of at a loss for words with Kojima right now. I don't hey. really, I'm kind of, I, I really enjoyed Phantom Pain. Mm. Um, even though it had so many stupid things at the mm-hmm. end of it. And, you know, you talk about quiet and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just not on board with any of this insanity. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm full on Tommy Lee Jones meeting Jim Carrey at the beginning of Batman Forever, shooting for that and walking up to him going, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. This is too much buffoonery for me right now. I'm looking at it all. I'm like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. I, none of it makes sense, though. And I would like my game to be a little less indulgent. I oh, I, I'm here for maximum auto, maximum unrestrained. Is it Yes. Uh, well, to me, I mean, unrestrained creative freedom. I don't mm. mind if it goes overboard. I mean, I'm a sucker for The Matrix, Metal Gear Solid, Terminator, like ludicrous laws. Give me big, dumb, stupid stuff. In an era where entertainment is so safe, mm. I will I will take the dumb crap. I'll take the piss, baby. Yes, I will take the, the piss grenades. I don't piss, mind. Baby. Rich, where are you on Death Strand? I haven't the foggiest. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely don't. As I've said before, I'm very new to, to <clears throat> anything Kojima, so, so mm. picking up Death Stranding for me will be hurtling head first into this ridiculous foray of I random th- crap. Even though I love him, I don't think you should start with Death Stranding. No, I need to go back and play Metal Gear Solid 1, apparently. You really, well, you really do. <laughs> um, okay, so the thing that he um, sort of outlined with this is that he finally made a point of saying, this is what you do in Death Stranding. And the main sort of gameplay loop is delivery, is delivering stuff. So there's a whole set of mechanics around the idea of basically just movement and, um, you know, like centers of momentum. And you have a whole bunch of different things on your person. Um, and when you're walking, you use L and R to sort of like guide yourself and maintain the direction of movement, which Kojima says is really fun once you get used to it and whatever. Um, and you're basically just trying to deliver sort of packages to America. You're traveling from east to west, um, sewing the fabric of America back together. That's the main thing that you'll be doing alongside getting dragged underground and fighting demons and giant dogs. This is where you find and out the end of it. It's not just Death Stranding. It's Uber Eats is Death Stranding. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, the fact that he, I mean, he's he's sponsored by Monster. They, they've got like some energy drinks in there. He's also sponsored by uh, AMC because they've got um, Norman Reedus' new TV show appears as an advert in the game. So, you know, there is all that. Wow. And um, there's a lot 
lot of like sort of sponsored stuff, which I, I draw the line at the sponsored stuff, but I'm fine with all the you know the pea grenades and all that. But um, yeah, so the, the way of getting from east to west or whatever, you sort of it's mainly just about putting ladders down, traversing ravines. You can fall, you can drop all your stuff, and you run after and get it. And your little baby in a can gets all upset, and you sort of you know take care of it, and you sing to it at one point. You know, a bit with it. So it's a bam, bam, it's a bam, walking bam. simulator with babies piss and guns. Yeah, does that not sound like the best thing? Where have you seen that before? Nowhere. I mean, you're not wrong. You know, yeah, hey. you got me there. To be but fair, <laughs> it's it's like we haven't seen it before, but it's not. It's whether people really, really want. It. I don't know if, if people will, but I think individual individuals might. Yeah, um, I think it's yeah. one of those games that's gonna gonna cater to the Kojima fan base. Like after Gamescom and mm. that. Uh, Sort of that reveal. I was disappointed by the game. I think. I think all it all that was telling me wasn't the case of okay, he hasn't got any idea what to do with this game. It was more a case of oh my god, Kojima fans are going to try and play this up as some Mm. genius thing, and it's like it's 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 bollocks. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's not bollocks. Yeah, and that's the thing. It may may not be bollocks. If I play Death Stranding and everything makes sense by the end of it, I will. You know, I will eat my hat as it were. But I have. I personally have a bit of a problem with people that would look at something like this and go, "Look at this random crap." Oh, it's all genius, and it's like, and anyone else would look at it and go. But is it though? Look, is, it, is, the, is this just utter toss that people are playing on genius because any piece, fans? any piece of art gets elevated as soon as you put Mads Mikkelsen in there, right? That's Very all I'm, true. That's all I'm saying right yeah. now because I'm in love with that man. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, I kind of just it's I don't want to like crap on anyone else's enthusiasm because you know people can enjoy what they I want to. I can take to. it. I can defend. And uh, I'm just I'm, I'm kind of just in a similar position. I'm looking at this this game and I, th- I think you know talking about wielding the fabric of America together. You know, it's a very nice sentiment to have mm-hmm. in the year of our Lord 2019. But if you're going to have to convey that message through the most obscene metaphor ever. I, I don't necessarily think it, mm. it's as important as it's making itself out to be. I mean, you kind of catch my drift there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know I, I think mean? I think that's the thing. There's a lot of obtuse stuff. There's a lot of off kilter stuff. There's a lot of really quirky stuff. That's like it is an, under the Kojima umbrella. Um, and I'm interested to see how it sort of pans out. I've been avoiding the story cutscenes because I think that's where a lot of it's going to hinge on making it make sense. Um, but the sort of the general sentiment that he seems to be getting across is that like in the current age, a lot of you know people are uh, you know divided whether it be that they have a lot of their connections online. They have a lot of social media and stuff. And he kind of wanted to make a game about that experiencing a connection. He said he was he was influenced by um, some letters that he was reading about that were on uh, Mount Fuji, um, and the idea that like different people climb Mount Fuji and they leave mementos behind, and then the people person behind them finds them as they get further up the mountain, and collectively they manage to get to the top and things like that. And so like I quite like the idea of that. And he also described like a um, a war widow that was sent a letter um, from someone who was fighting in Iwo Jima, but she didn't read it until four months after the fact, so she never knew if the person that she'd received it from was actually alive when she was reading the letter but she still felt connected to that person so it's there's little things like that that I think are, are nice sentiments to sort of pick apart um, it might totally get buried in the fact that you make blood grenades and fight giant dogs and you know we on mushrooms but I, you know maybe I'm, I'm glad that so much money is behind such an off kilter unique idea so at least that's uh, something very to be least, I totally for. agree. I think that's mm-hmm. good for the industry in that yes, sense. Yes. Like it's definitely like, you know, you look at the game and, and insane as it might be or inane, it's definitely a good thing that this project has gotten off the ground that way. And like mm. you said, it's it's nice when gaming has its own, you know, visionaries, um, you know, personalities totally. as well. Even though Kojima had a wealth of talented people behind him at the same time, I think that's mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. To, important, something that's important to re- re- uh, reiterate. Mm-hmm. I cannot talk today because I'm <laughs> getting flashbacks of piss He's babies the goose everywhere. game as well. And the goose game is constantly honking in my brain. Um, yeah, I think there are definitely positives and negatives to draw from this thing, but at the same time, just my enthusiasm for it, despite mm. the fact there are definitely positive connotations, I'm just maybe a little bit too cynical for this game at this moment in time. Uh, yeah, man, yeah. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how it 
goes, I think that the way that it's been marketed is a little bit strange because obviously it's, you know, the next game from Metal Gear Solid and this is nothing like Metal Gear Solid other than that there are some stealth sections. Um, but I think the people that are expecting, you know, like, oh, the next sort of step from this legendary action, you know, creator kind of thing, I don't think it's going to satisfy those people. For me, this is the most self-indulgent indie project in gaming history. And like, I'll be, that's the, that's all it is. Like, you know, so I'll be curious to see how it goes down. Um, but yeah, based on the 50 minute thing that they put out, um, there's been a way more of a divisive reaction since then because they've shown more of the gameplay mechanics um, and the vast majority is about delivering stuff. So I guess where are you guys in right now? You're kind of cautiously just I, in the middle. It's one of those things I would like the game to succeed because as you say, being like a glorified indie project, the ability to just branch out because we've seen so many cookie cutter games mm. to just tick all the boxes of, oh, we need this, that and the other because this works, that Looks works and the other works. Let's, let's just do something ridiculous and see if it sticks. And you know, that side of it, I completely understand. But me personally, I'm, I'm, I am kind of on the fence. Mm. I've not completely killed it off yet and that's mainly because conversely to what you said about avoiding story cut scenes mm. the one we got the, the briefing one that was what got me back onto the idea right. of okay maybe this does look interesting mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know I'll have to I'll have to bite the bullet when it comes out mm. I don't know it depends, on, weird, it depends like, on how how deep into whatever is out at the time I'm playing mm-hmm. and think whether I can squeeze in a bit of Death Stranding as well. I feel at the minute they've sort of done like a bit of a scrabble and gone like, okay, mo- like the vast majority of people don't know what we're making and we probably should do something. So mm-hmm. they've done these, this big deep, deep dive to go, okay, this is the gameplay, this is the story, like, you know, and Kojima's literally out there saying, this is what you'll be doing and whatever. And so that for me kind of makes me think that they're in a bit of damage control mode. But either way, we'll find out. I think it's in November the 15th. It's... Out in November anyway, it's a, yeah, <laughs> in a little bit. Um, so yeah, next thing I've got down is the Call of Duty Modern Warfare beta, which has had a couple of different stints. Um, the one that's ongoing at the minute that you can play for the next few days um, has two additional modes. There's like an, uh, there's an EMP, like bomb defusal type thing uh, where you can revive your teammates and it has like a little tally at the top of the screen as to who's coming back and, and going down. Um, so I quite like the fluctuation in that. Um, there's the 2v2 gunfight mode, which is in the original beta. Um, and there's the 20v20 large scale mode, which feels mm-hmm. a little bit like they're sort of trying to do a bit of a battlefield. Mm-hmm. Um, you and you're not a fan. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, it's weird. I played both the alpha and the beta, and I'm still made up that, not in a positive sense, but I've made up my mind saying that I think this is a game caught between two identities mm. and it can't figure out what it wants to be. On one hand, you've got the slower paced, uh, more tactical um, feeling impl- elements that they tried to implement, almost mm. like a Rainbow Six Siege. On the other, you have the classic Call of Duty identity, which is rushing and, you know, and, and time to kill and stuff like that. And when they collide in a traditional game mode like Team Deathmatch or a Domination or a Headquarters or what have you, the game just kind of grinds to a halt for me. I think mm. you, it's, it's, it's a shame if you're trying to, if you're coming back into modern warfare for nostalgia from the first Modern Warfare or, you know, the, the sequel or World of War, those late noughties called Duty games. Mm-hmm. I think you're in for a nasty surprise. Like, I was playing mm-hmm. it over the weekend and... um I enjoyed the presentation is immaculate. Mm. It looks stunning. The guns sound incredible. The actual mechanics of the shooting itself are very, very punchy mm. and very, very visceral and authentic. Um, but the actual gameplay itself, I feel as though there is a massive problem there where you've got people who can literally just set up shop in one corner of the, on the map, camp, and then if you're trying to rush, you're going to get punished each time because that new uh, mounting mechanic where you put your gun on a piece of scenery, that literally just... that, that it hides the vast majority it, it of you. It literally yeah. hides the vast majority of you. You have no recoil. And that makes it impossible to flank. And the other issue as well is the spawning system. How we've come through how many goddamn Call of Duty (laughs) games and they still have spawn trapping and bad spawns and just things that just kill the the equal playing level. I just feel as though it encourages very cheap tactic. And that's not me being salty. Like I did perform well in that Mm. that experience, but it was just a case of like, this isn't enjoyable. Mm -hmm. The momentum isn't there. And I I feel as though 
that could be an issue come release. For mine, because um, Rich, you haven't played it yet, but you're, I have not been on it yet. No. Yeah, you will be like I think across the weekend and stuff. Yes. Um, but it's weird, like because they obviously after Black Ops Four, that was like kind of the the end of the the superhero sort of indulgence, all the different hero powers and everything. Like I quite like how much this thing's dialed back. Um, it is weird because the the mounting mechanic, like where you can just like you as you're aiming, you click the melee button and then you just like sidle, you like zoom up into the side of a, a piece of environment that's in front of you and you can lean right around it. Um, that is extremely helpful, but it is like you can't just abuse it. Um, but that seems to be one of the only sort of new mechanics, like in like a meaningful sense. Um, in terms of modes, though, I love the two v two mode, mm-hmm. um, just because that for the most part solves a lot of those issues. Like you know, like you spot you spawn like two on two, you're in set positions, everyone has the same loadout, and the maps are really small and tight. I do have an issue with that though, because I think the, the the same loadout's getting great. It is literally the definition of an equal playing field, mm-hmm. but it is so repetitive because mm-hmm. and like the thing that I want to draw upon here, I do think that the comparisons to Siege are justified, uh, and that's but the reason why Siege was successful though wasn't just because it was slower paced mm-hmm. and you had cover and you had to use your angles and you know had to be really methodical with how you chose your engagements mm-hmm. is that you had a variety of different ways to approach a different yeah. level whereas with the 2v2 thing that they have going on here it's just two people spawn on either side of the map and it's the same kind of engagement everyone yeah. has the same tactic they go through everyone just chucks the same grenades afterwards you're still going in the exact same corners of the map mm-hmm. there's nothing there's no um, third dimension to really up the level into mm-hmm. something more compelling it's yeah. just the same running at a brick wall over and over and over again and I didn't find that too compelling You're, that is completely spot on mm. um, I didn't mind that but I think that's because I come from the mindset of games like Nidhogg and Dive yeah, Kit yeah. and things that give you like like rock paper scissors and it's just like what are you going to do this time around mm. um, and it's weird because you do end up in the, some of the similar engagements where you run up a set of stairs and you know someone's going to be right there and it's like who can get the shot off um, it is weird it's a weird sort of mode but um, I guess with like what do you think Rich in terms of like the difference between Black Ops 4 to what this is now at least does it bring you in like where I'm, you maybe got sick I of the old stuff I am still completely open and ready for it because I've heard so many different things about the multiplayer mm. beta. I am personally, I am intrigued and I, I'm, I'm more intrigued as to how the game's going to actually play, how mm. the gunplay is uh, because as someone who very much mainlined Call of Duty for, over Battlefield because I can see sort of similarities in the way that like animations work and recoil works. I'm kind of skeptical about that because I never really clicked with Battlefield and I'm worried right. it might go that way too much. Obviously, I won't be able to tell from what people have been saying. I have to actually play it myself yeah, yeah, yeah. to get onto it. But I, I'm excited for this weekend uh, to play the open beta mm-hmm. and I'm hoping we get some cross-play in as well if that is actually about. Yeah, I think it's, uh, that's the most fascinating thing is like the um, the finally putting to bed or at least addressing the whole like can a keyboard and mouse be better than a can controller rich would scream yes and yes, it always it was it is this is someone who plays it, cons- it, 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 it literally gives you like a better like, <laughs> yeah, it's like no, your, it's your movement they're... with the mouse is so much more yeah. quicker than actually adjusting it's just it's, just it's down to precision versus accelerating yeah. a reticle across the screen this is the one thing that makes it so hard to go back to it when you when you go back to a controller and think oh my god how mm. did i how did i manage this and people who can do it you know again as i always say i've got mad props people that can do that but you can see that activision are taking oh activision infinity water taking uh precaution on this because obviously you can only be paired up with people on PC if you are partied up with someone on PC mm. so for example we party up over the weekend mm-hmm. Scott you'll end up with a lot of PC players down. as well as me uh-huh. so you know I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how well it plays up mm-hmm. I mean consoles apparently the Xbox One and apparently the PS4 maybe as well, they do have uh, native keyboard and mouse support. It's yes. always down to whether the devs decide to put it in. Mm-hmm. And I think they don't because in unlike going from platform to platform where they can lock away PC for people unless you obviously manage to open the door, mm-hmm. um, it would make the console level 
at the playing field completely unlevel if mm. there are people with and that's the issue with, people uh, with keyboards uh, and mice. Yeah. You have that with PC because people can use controllers, but if you use a controller on PC, that's completely up to you. But mm. you are opening yourself up to that potential hurt. Yeah, completely yeah. crap done by people using. I mean, it's been an issue with Overwatch and Siege for a while, where you've had people use emulators to, uh, to actually know the adapters to use the keyboard. Yeah. And I know it's not the exact, yeah. set, it's not the exact same science, but it, it this gives you a leg up. Yeah, yeah. What did you guys think of the the minimap stuff? Because they initially in the first beta had mm. the minimap taken out because they wanted to sort of encourage you to think more realistically. They have a whole mm. realistic mode where they remove the HUD altogether mm. um, and you, you're supposed to rely on audio cues and things like that to feel your way through a level, which is more like a siege-based mentality yeah. to some degree. Um, but the fandom despised that and they've put the minimap back in. Um, where do you guys come down on that stuff? I quite like the idea of it being removed. Honestly, I, the, most of the FPSs and stuff that I played that weren't Call of Duty, like none of them use minimaps. So I, whenever I go back to Call of Duty, I mm. forget to use the minimap. Like when right. I've got a UAV, I don't... Because back when I was playing Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops on the 360, that mm -hmm. was always like, okay, I can always be flicking my eyes up to the top left to look at the minimap and make sure I can see where people are there. Mm -hmm. But then playing like Overwatch, playing Team Fortress 2 for so many years, like I, they don't have minimaps. Yeah. They don't use them. So I'm not used to it being there. So the idea of it missing wouldn't really bother me because it. I don't, I don't, again, I don't, I barely use it. I yeah. try and, I try and force myself to remember to use it when I've been back on, because weirdly I was back on Black Ops 4's multiplayer the other day for like mm. half a game. Right. <laughs> Damn, no. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I like the idea of it not being there and I would like a, I would like a mode in between core and hardcore that is just like core without Minimaps. This yeah, is what I mean, though. Option. I feel as though this exemplifies the game's caught between two identities, mm. and you know the fact that it's like, okay, we wanted to stick to this idea of there not being a map, and now and they brought it back in, <laughs> and then you have the two competing. I feel as though this is a game of so many contradictions, and yeah. like I'm very curious to see what the reception is like going to be like when mm. it comes out, because you know obviously the the single player is caught in controversy, mm -hmm. multiplayer is objectively con controversial as well, the white phosphorus stuff and other mm. aspects of the multiplayer as well. Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely curious as how this is going to play out, because on one hand, I think the presentation, the budget into it is absolutely incredible oh yeah it's the best looking call of duty it played the actual feel of everything is fantastic mm -hmm. but hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think that the way the game stacks up currently, I think there could be. I think it could be a very divisive. Launch. I think it's it's really just to outline. I think it's weird that they um, they used to lead the field so much, mm. and then obviously something like Siege took off and has been in Steam's top played for like the last sort of two years or whatever. Um, and to some degree, like you know, their little deviation into the super powered hero power, um, hero power stuff or hero shooter stuff um, didn't necessarily become an identifying factor. It always felt like they were chasing over. Yeah, it, it was because yeah. it, it was Titanfall. Yeah, yeah, Titanfall yeah. was the thing that, that swung them that way because mm-hmm. I think obviously Infinity, oh, everyone from Infinity Ward left in modern. Warfare 3 made respawn, did Titanfall, mm-hmm. and then next thing we know, we got Advanced Warfare that's going to be the first of the wall running, jumping, mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. And so. that was like the big assumption that that would be the way the genre went, yeah. and then it did for Overwatch, but then like now it kind of feels like they're playing catch up. It's like, well, we can try this realistic stuff, we can try removing the mini map, we can try cover based uh, mounting and, and that kind of thing, but now we're kind of in a weird state where I, I'm totally satisfied by it. I played every year, but like it's, I think if you played it, like you guys play way more than me, and I think mm-hmm. you will notice more specific things. That I, get I'm, all, I'm down for them reinventing it because you know, I always like the idea when you get a different. Call of Duty. I loved it. The fact that the three different devs, or two now, unfortunately, mm. the three different devs had very different feeling games. Right. And the idea that they want to reinvent the series, like, is I'm hoping when I play Modern Warfare, when I play the campaign, I'm really excited for another campaign. Yeah. I not realize how much I missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see how much they reinvent the series, but it is a shame in the idea that they're 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 calling it Call of Duty for the for the brand power, but in reality, they could have called this something completely different if they're trying to reinvent the series because they're, yeah. they're trying to bring in that siege battlefield style, like tactical slower mentality, mm-hmm. but because they're catering to a Call of Duty audience, it's like when you get a Call of Duty player playing Team Fortress 2 and they're trying to shoot through the window mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, you can't break the window. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just introduced, it's, it's, you know, it's plopping COD players into Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I would love it if, it's, um, it's, it's basically almost like that. So I'm intrigued mm-hmm. as to how that's going to play out. And for me personally, the less it feels like old school COD, as controversial that may sound, I'm more down for it. Because you don't if just I go, want if I go back saying, to yeah. COD, I'm, I'm so past how COD used to play. With this, I feel so the husk of that. It's like, it's not like, it's it's, it's still there. And like, it's not even like a husk. It's like, a, called it it's like a Frankenstein. Well. Like you've got half of it is wants to be this old Call of Duty. And there's half trying to be this new <laughs> the thing. The legs like, running one what way. What are you doing? Why are you running that way? You, you, the, like, it's literally yeah. Wallace in the wrong trousers. It, it kind of might be. It's yeah. so the wrong trousers. I have to see how it goes in terms of like, there's another few days for the beta. I think it ends on the 20th. I think it's Sunday or Monday. Yeah, it's another few days. This is the last open beta until the release mm-hmm. so and it's, yeah, it's, it like it's totally free content. so everyone can go try it and stuff and um, next thing I've got down is the next state of play which Sony announced for September the 24th now there hasn't been a state of play since like March or May um, it was a very long time they it was pre-3 yeah because they showed off Final Fantasy 7 at the yes. end didn't they and it's like they did like 2 and it kind of felt like Sony were chasing <laughs> Nintendo Direct <laughs> nobody cares there wasn't really very much from it um, but we've got one on September 24th um, basically I was going to open this I've got a couple of little things that we might see but what do you guys want to see there Ghost of Tsushima yes it's been so long and it looks really good and I want to see it again yeah. I think if they did that, they'll probably do like a trailer and be like, I think if Ghost of Tsushima isn't a PS5 game, then mm. I think it'll be the last, one of the last things that comes out on the PS4 and yeah. um, the way that the first Last of Us was. Uh, Rich, are you excited for Ghost of Tsushima? I'm no. Why not? I'm, I'm not. I, I'm just, it's, it's not my thing. It's, I'm sorry, you. It's not got Tetris so, in it. It's not got Tetris in it. It's not got Tetris in it. You don't put a right angle in your game. What do you, what does it get you? <laughs> no roller A lack of love from Mr. Rich Hudson. No, I, Ghost of Tsushima is not, it's not my, it's not my thing. Mm. I've not played any Sucker Punch games, so mm-hmm. I'm not like on board with it. You didn't even much. get through Red Dead 2, and I think this is going to be what Red Dead 2 was to to Western games, oh, what this cool is to, was. you know, old school samurai stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, fair enough. I think for the state of play itself, I will watch it mm-hmm. because you never know, but... <laughs> 
Also, it's, no. It, it's so like, weird because we, for the longest, for the last few, it was like, oh man, this going to be that big thing. This, the, the, we're waiting for something really big to happen. And then that Avengers hand nothing. came in, Iron Man's hand came in, but it was for Iron Man VR and not the Avengers. And it was like, <laughs> okay, good. And then we'll it was Final, Final, yeah. Final Fantasy Seven. It was, mm. hey, here's a little bit more at E3. Oh, okay. It was a mm. teaser trailer for yeah. E3. Sure. Part of me thinks that with this one, because they've, it, they didn't need to do this. They could have waited until next year. They, next year is pretty much the year of the PS5 anyway. Yeah. And I don't think that the PS5 is going to get a release date or announced or shown or whatever. It would be kind of hilarious if it did. Um, the thing that I think we will get will be a Last of Us 2 release date because mm. that's the one thing that feels like it makes sense. Neil Druckmann's been out there very, talking yeah, about very it true. and whatever. So I think that it makes sense for them to say that. Whether that'll be a surprise it's coming in 2019 or it's next oh, year. God. I, oh, I don't know. I, I sincerely doubt that'll happen. Mm-hmm. If they've got Death Stranding coming out this year they will not do Last of Us. I remember as well one of the things they can absolutely do now is a massive flex is Sunset Overdrive on the PlayStation And that was the thing that I had written down. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, finally play it then. Um, yeah. Shuhi Yoshida was out there getting asked about potential sequels and did you actually acquire the Sunset Overdrive IP when you got Insomniac and he said yes um, and then the interviewer said um, we look forward to uh, a sequel and he said we'll look forward to new titles and it was like okay I guess you buried that wow. maybe, um, maybe, they'll, maybe yeah. they'll take Nintendo's approach even more so and do a few more like this is in development mm-hmm. that is in development they say Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. is in development mm-hmm. oh yeah I didn't even think about that it's been a, uh, it's been a whole year now true. that's um, ridiculous yeah. I think with Sunset uh, Overdrive it would be worth just addressing that and just saying like obviously they've had the Insomniac acquisition they could just release Sunset Overdrive like they just have the IP they have the code title. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like that would be like a way to sort of welcome Insomniac more. One thing I think they might do, bring it to the PS5 again, they might do the whole Project Scorpio thing that, e- that Xbox mm. did at E3 where they just mm. did a whole video of them saying, look at all these frame rates. They might just do that <laughs> and then turn around and go, oh, and by the way, PlayStation Experience is going to be on November the 17th. I mm. don't know. They I'm might f- do that there and say, you know, we'll live stream this. It'll almost be mm. a glorified state of play, which is mm. what the experience yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm- then they'll do... Maybe this will be, maybe this will be a teaser for the... Uh, PlayStation experience. Maybe. Maybe I mean, so you'll find out you'll find out the release date there and then mm-hmm. for whatever. The experience is way bigger and I think that like the last couple have been like majority like indie showcases or not that much to take away. So it's like yeah. if they want the state of play to be up there with a Nintendo Direct, then they need to bring it because the last couple of directs have been brilliant. I mean, is even like Nintendo's indie direct, the indie is it indie world thing? I think so. And yeah. they showed off like Ori. And yeah. it's like they they are not messing around. <laughs> I think it was an indie direct that showed off Cuphead. It's like mm-hmm. their lit even their indie, their like sub direct thing is better than the state of play. Yeah. But it's like Nintendo so, has shown that you can take like what would be an E3 showcase or a you know conventional showcase and just stream it out in like sort of 10, 15 minute chunks and you can still get the headlines, you still get the buzz. There's a way to, for that to work. Um, the next thing I've got down is the Alan Wake remaster, which um, sort of popped up on a um, CV on someone who was on LinkedIn, um, who's apparently working for this company called Virtuous Studio. They've been hired to do various remasters in the past. Um, there's a whole bunch of Googling that you can do to find out. Why didn't this. you lead with that, Scott? I'm not leading with the Alan Wake. It's not <laughs> completely sure, but it might be a thing. I thought we'd talk around it as opposed to saying that it's I've not played Control yet but I, I absolutely adore Alan Wake and I'm really made up if the, yeah and Remedy. If, the, if that is actually the dude that plays Alan Wake is in control that's sick I mean yeah. I, Alan Wake I'm really hyped for I mean I'm just I've gone from being like oh I can't be arsed with remasters to Ghostbusters remastered oh, Alan Wake god. remastered oh my god yes just hook it into my veins uh-huh. but like yeah also PSA go play control it's phenomenal mm-hmm. it ends badly but there's DLC coming that I think will make it work but that game's control scheme is phenomenal especially if you like um, Dark the, if you like the character control of Dark Phoenix scheme Can Control, control a. scheme. Hey, if they did a, a PR burst called Control Scheme, it would have made a whole load of sense. <laughs> but Control is, uh, yeah, Remedy's latest game plays fantastically. But the general sort of rumors that there is going to be an Alan Wake remake, uh, sorry, remaster, um, makes perfect sense because um, one of the DLC packs for Control is an Alan Wake DLC. Um, it's called Or, just A W E. But inside the artwork is the Alan Wake box art. It's him standing with his torch. Um, so he's definitely coming back. Plus, that character is in Control in terms of um, he leaves diaries for The world did whatever. not deserve Alan Wake when it came out. It I, I, I absolutely loved it and everyone 
was like, mm, it's okay, I guess. And I'm like, what are you on about? It's I was great. one of those, it's okay, oh, it's people. Okay. I, don't like, I, I, mean, I love like everything about it, other than the way that I thought it didn't res resolve itself very well. It doesn't matter anyway. Mm. I thought that it's, uh, it always had more potential. I think it was in a weird spot because it was tied to Xbox when it didn't need to be. Mm. Um, if it came out this time, assumedly, because uh, I think Remedy have gone independent, mm -hmm. um, it would be able to come out on everything, yeah. um, which makes way more sense. And given the, the sort of like the boost of the new hardware, it would be even smoother and whatever. So I think with Control coming out and with the DLC on the cards, it makes perfect sense to remind everybody yeah. of what Alan Wake is. Um, so maybe. Um, one of the last couple of things, um, Rockstar have finally sort of made Red Dead Online, like it's, it's finally sort of worth playing. It's worth downloading 90 gigs of Red Dead to go back Jesus. to. Jesus. Um, with the, um, what the hell's the name of the thing? Frontier, Frontier Pursuits. Pursuits. Um, which like you and will not stop badgering no. us about. So tell us you. Mate, I got a dog in the game the other day. It's great. <laughs> it's I've, I've called, I'm reinstalling I've called Red it, Dead. I've called I it, think I might. I've called it Dag. Um, so I've got a dog called Dag. And I've just been bounty hunting with my cousin on, on Red Dead. I'm like, it's great fun. It's like, they're genuinely, um, going, having sweated out that game for so long, the online stuff, just trying to make your own fun. Mm. And now that they've actually got a solid foundation to crack on and make that experience what they intended it to be. Mm -hmm. This is only just the beginning and it's already like so enjoyable to play. Mm -hmm. um, the bounty hunting can be a little bit repetitive occasionally, but they've, they've added in new ways of tracking bounties. So you have different scenarios each time. Sometimes you have to go to a hideout and stake it out and wait for the bounty ah. to get in. Other times you have to go to a crime scene and investigate stuff and then track them down. I had one yesterday where someone was hiding out at one of the... Um, plantations mm -hmm. and I tracked down the thing and I was analyzing the evidence I found a trail and it was leading into a, a barn and I, I walked in opened up the door and the guy was there and I just drew my gun because he started shooting at me I, like usually you try and take them alive but I couldn't right. so I just had to take my gun out and fan them down I was like <laughs> oh, I could have killed that man I've got less of a payout but it was a really satisfying experience mm -hmm. so I'm here for it and like there's just so much stuff going into that right now in all the different roles that they could expand that for, mm -hmm. for ages and obviously as well completely forgot to mention this because I put it in, in the gaming chat yesterday um, but some people have spotted some zombie stuff. I've I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Undead Nightmare too. So if they make undead, an online supernatural expansion, because it won't be single player, because mm. they won't be able to monetize it. Mm. We know Rockstar basically sacked off single player completely now. <laughs> um, but if they manage to do an online undead nightmare effectively, that would or just an event for Halloween where they get promised on all the the supernatural Easter eggs that are in the single player because Red Dead Two is a spooky game. I was going to say there's aliens, yeah. there's werewolves, yeah. witches, mutant yeah. hog things, feral <laughs> hog things. Um, so yeah, if they could do, if they could do that in the online, like I think Red Dead could absolutely have an amazing end of 2019. Mm -hmm. Rich has sold you on the idea of Red Dead Online. No, ninety. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be a cowboy. I want to be a cowboy, baby. No, I. Uh, I mean, I, I. I got a bit into the red into Red Dead single player. Uh, I don't pay for plus, so I wouldn't Ooh, be able to play online anyway. Fair. But uh, and I tried GTA Online when when, when that was, I was, right, oh, yeah, was the thing. Yeah, it's yeah. still a thing, but like I just yeah. I, I will say it. it's nothing like GTA Online. No, I, I think you, you, you've swayed me more. Mm. That's like, the I'm thing curious. about it. Like it's good to see that they've got to, got it to this point because I think obviously when it when it launched, I know that a lot of a lot of people in the office were very much onto it and they were on it from launch and, mm -hmm. it, and people were saying it wasn't great. But it was it because of the fact that people had such high expectations because of how successful GTA Online has been. Mm -hmm. It seems but to if, be. Yeah. But if they can get it to that that point where you think okay, now this is where it's going to be worth playing like properly from here on out, and they drop in an dead nightmare thing that's going to obviously draw people back in so mm -hmm. yeah, is Rockstar playing their cards very very well, well it's like if with, now with the Frontier thing there, there are specific roles for you to play there's like a specific structure that you're plugging yourself into whereas the thing that it had at launch was like yeah it's Red Dead Online in, in a literal sense it's yeah. Red Dead and you're online and you can like group up and do some missions together but it didn't really feel especially rewarding and the gold system was a bit weird and yeah. wasn't you know it wasn't very well balanced and whatever so like the idea of a whole online you know living the old west life and you bring all the immersion across from the single player like that's brilliant it's, it's class just, it's it should have been there before and like the, the, the 
divergent gameplay that's on offer is really interesting. Mm. I saw so one of the um, tiers I'm on Bounty Hunter right now. I'm, I'm not a promising Bounty Hunter. I was a novice, but now I'm promising. <laughs> so there we go. Um, when you rope. yeah, when you get to the uh, I do I have the reinforced rope. I knew it. When you get to the max rank, uh, if another player in the session has been misbehaving, um, they actually become known to you as a bounty, and you can go track down that other player oh, that was and from the take division. them in, that's great. Um, which is really really cool because mm. that gives you an insanely high payout for that one. Whereas now that at the moment they're introducing a thing each week where you have legendary bounties mm. where each week there is an event where you have um a bit of narrative to the bounty hunter thing where you're tracking down um, several different characters in different regions. So right now there's one, it's the leader of the Del Lobos gang in the mm. deep south and you've got to go track them down and then bring them in and you can keep doing that and get a higher, and the difficulty increases each time mm. and they're doing one legendary bounty and I think there's going to be 10 in total right. for each week mm. um, until the end of the year and I imagine that they could do that with uh, different legendary things for the trader or mm. for mm. the uh, the collector. The collector stuff's actually pretty fun as well. I was going to say I like that you can, you can pick a role like because it's being a bounty hunter in that setting is like pretty badass anyway so it's like they give you a whole sort of like progression based yeah. on that like that's pretty rewarding I like the challenge of it the different targets I do wonder cool. if they might introduce other roles as well mm. I have no idea what those roles could be hat maker trapper maybe I don't know alligator like, hat alligator hat yeah yeah, yeah. A fisherman maybe um, <laughs> because they, right now they have so many different things on offer and I'll be very intrigued to see how else they'll expand it going forward mm -hmm. because obviously when GT Online got to its zenith of popularity you had careers for people doing uh, biker gang stuff. Mm. You had careers for people who had like a high society crew theme. You had all sorts going on. Oh man, if you if yeah. you want to um, cement how much of GTA Online is its own beast, like mm. check out uh, No Clips documentary on GTA 5. There's this whole thing about an entire uh, group of people that meet up in real life, have barbecues together, and then they live all these digital lives online. It's insane how much people live in GTA Online. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we can end on a honking good game oh. because we're all going to be playing a bit of uh, Goose Game across the weekend. Um, yeah, so Untitled Goose Game um, from House House, great name <laughs> apparently made by four people um it's finally come out on the friday and um yeah we sort of played a little chunk of it this morning just it's a weird game in terms of it's a nice little indie release but it was trending on twitter and it's kind of got like huge because it's, yeah. it's just so ridiculously silly it's <laughs> like i think you put it you in it's like go like goat simulator with a purpose but it's yeah and way better made. Yeah, it's, it's like with goat simulator it was like an intended mania that almost yes. reminded me of like 2010 i'm so random lol pay attention it's like to a me medium come to life whereas yeah. goose game is so unabashedly sincere about its you know <laughs> its purpose you literally are playing a goose and there's just all the colors are simple mm -hmm. you, you you play like a goose would play right. you're not there flying through the air with a rocket powered whatever on the back <laughs> and you're just messing with you're people a in, a, being in a, a quaint little mm -hmm. uh, it's, english it's, village it's, mm -hmm. it's brilliant it's even just like literally playing like five ten minutes of it today because it only literally only came out like a couple of hours ago yeah and obviously we're, we're, we're at work we can't sit and play games <laughs> yeah, on the tree contrary to popular opinion uh -huh. and just playing it a little bit it's just like this is this is going to be such a good time i just want to go home and play goose game <laughs> so it's like i just want to go home and be it's a, a great a bastard. And, and praise the house house for releasing this on a friday as well yes. after a, a long week of the content you get back home just Honk, like, I'm honk, gonna be it. It's like I've got that and the modern warfare beta to, to, Honestly, to deal like, with, and it's like I don't know what do I do. Yeah. I, do, I, do, I, do I do I kill people and be like, okay, this is fine, or do I just steal sandwiches and honk? You do both. What do I you, do? You want to balance? I was gonna say it, I'm so glad gaming is back because we have most of the summer it took off, but now there's like Borderlands Three, Link's Awakening, Goose Game. Yeah. Um, there's just there's an absolute ton that's sort of, in the modern warfare beta and whatever. There's there's an absolute ton that are all out within the same. It always does that thing where the industry is like, hey, by the way, here's five must-play things on the same like three-day period or whatever. That's but at least there's oh. plenty to go back and forth between. And I love that there's the contrast between the insanity of Borderlands 3, the serious multiplayer insanity or intensity of Modern Warfare, and then just a goose game. You can just go Which, goose. I'm not going to lie, I think people are like so excited for this game. Yeah. As you say, it's trending on Twitter. Like, as, <laughs> as soon as we first saw this game, everyone just went... 
I need this. It's one of those like stu- it's one of those things where it's so obviously appealing to the vast majority of demographics. Like who doesn't want to be a banter goose, just running around <laughs> stealing <laughs> stuff and like you know messing with a farmer and nicking his keys and all that. So I hope we have yes. historical DLC where you're going into. I would love an alternate history where you're in uh, Charles Dickens' Scrooge, but instead of being the goose, <laughs> you see the goose in the in the big window, and you're like. Get revenge on Scrooge. I was going to say, you've got to avoid being cooked yeah. for the Christmas DLC. I mean, just give me, I mean, obviously, we don't know how, how big, how long this game is actually going to be, but like... A hundred hours. Just mm. give me, just give me all the Goose game. <laughs> it's a good time. But yeah, let us know what you think down in the comments below if you've picked up Goose game or what you think of the rest of the story so far. And also come find us on social media if you're listening on the audio platforms. Rich is going to queue up a bit of a Goose I'm gonna noise. Queue up, I'm going to queue up a honk. Because gonna... for now, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast and I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rich Hudson. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for listening. <laughs> and you and Patterson. <laughs> Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.